for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it <laughs> how's it going man it's going good good well welcome everybody this is the Reality Czars podcast, and we're your hosts here. Uh, my name is Nathan, and this is Tony. Uh, Tony, you want to introduce yourself? My name's Anthony. I didn't really have an introduction planned. <laughs> it's better <laughs> for the moment, man. <laughs> How'd you get into the liberty movement? So I've only been kind of recently involved in this. I think I've always been philosophically somewhat libertarian, anarchist, but I- I'm still actually exploring a lot of the literature right now. Just over the last year, I've become radicalized. I feel like everyone's become radicalized over the last year, one way or the other. A lot of people so, this year, man. 2020 radicalized a lot of folks. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to be radicalized in a good way, in a healthy way. If I'm going yeah. to be radicalized, I, I want to be at least radicalized, do something productive and kind of spread liberty in some ways or another. So yeah, and I'm just kind of grabbing my um, foot in with this world. I've just discovered Freedom Cells. I met you at Squatch Fest, met a lot of people, and just meeting more and more people within the liberty movement. That's awesome. Yeah. What's your story? Uh, my story, man, I grew up pretty poor, hardcore Christian like neocon conservative zionist the whole 10 yards you know what i mean the whole nine yards but i also grew up pretty poor and so as a kid i was taught by everyone else besides my mom besides everyone else told me i had to be a democrat because a i'm brown b i'm poor i mean basically those are the only two reasons if you're poor and you're brown you're supposed to be a democrat so people convinced me enough i basically was your cookie cutter liberal with progressive tendencies with a little bit of a socialist thing going on. I was a Bernie bro in 2016. Well, I guess 2014 to 2015. 2016 is actually what kind of woke me up a little bit. I was listening to a podcast called The Legion of Skanks uh, with Dave Smith and Big J. He has another podcast called Part of the Problem. And I heard it because I would just want to, you know, I just checked it out. It made so much fucking sense it because it hit all the spots i was i was having trouble with democrats in general just because they weren't consistent like yourself like you said i think i was always pretty libertarian and i thought that just made me a liberal right i thought that just made me a democrat because i loved gay people i didn't give a fuck if they got married i didn't want people to get thrown in cages for doing drugs i was very anti-war so i thought i was a progressive you know and i was like okay uh you know bernie sanders was kind of hitting a lot of those notes too and i was like okay that's great and then i would just see the radical inconsistencies in their ideology and how they would just turn their back to what you know their principles like on the flip of a fucking dime and that bothered me and then they started really getting into the identitarian, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Racism? <laughs> well, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, we're just racist against anything Christian, straight, male, white, whatever. And I just thought it was complete fucking bullshit. And it just really kind of turned me off watching people that are essentially like frothing in the mouth and mentally ill attack everyone. And I was just like, 
what the fuck is your guys's problem? We're not even focused on important things anymore. Like I'm all for gay people to have rights. I've had, dude, I have so many trans friends. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about that, but it, it just seemed derailed and it seemed kooky and it seemed like they were just attacking everyone and they were attacking free speech. That was a big one for me actually when, cause I was Huge. a free speech yeah. fucking absolutist. And then all of a sudden they're shitting on it. And I'm like, wait a minute. What about ACLU? I, I'll fight for your fucking right to say whatever you want. I'll fight for the KKK to march down the fucking street, even if I think they're pricks. That's where they lost. <laughs> Growing up, I could not find a liberal who wasn't a free speech absolutist. Like those things just went hand in hand. And now they're the ones attacking free speech the most. Yeah. Those are the most petty of things. They're not even attacking actual Nazis. They're just attacking people who have divergent opinions, which yeah. is crazy because then, like, how do we actually get to the truth or at least, like, a pragmatic truth of like what's a better way of doing something besides listening to people yeah yeah it's just it's nuts man so i found dave smith and then i kind of went a little new right and started doing a little bit of like uh what the fuck do they call that alt light kind of bullshit like i was listening to fucking okay. uh I was listening to a lot of Stefan Molyneux and I was listening to a lot of like Gavin McInnes and I was listening to a lot of that bullshit. And what's the gay English troll? What's his name? You know who I'm talking about? Milo Neopolis. Oh, Milo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listening to a lot of Milo. Thought he was fucking hilarious. Then I just kind of got over it, you know, and because it just seemed like they were just uh, just being dicks to be dicks. And it didn't have anything to do with. Uh, and they were also like all fucking like bootlickers, love the cops and like cheered on wars for israel and so that started to turn me off then i just started reading murray rothbard and reading a little bit of hoppe Ludwig von mises and i just kind of went more uh hardcore libertarian i still had a lot of hurdles to jump through to consider myself an anarchist that took me almost two years man so by 2018 i'd say i'd become an anarchist uh, an ancap and, and now i've just kind of been discovering myself even more i've uh, been looking into agorism been looking into mutualism and just kind of finding something right now kind of consider myself a panarchist like i'm a bottom unity kind of guy if you hate the state if that is your enemy then you're on my side so that's kind of where i'm at right now yeah i, I, I kind of oscillate between libertarianism and actual anarchism i i think that has to work and my thing is that I, I don't think we're going to get there overnight anyway, so it's kind of an irrelevant philosophical debate. Like, every time we get more freedom, it comes with more problems, and we have to figure out those problems in order to get to even more freedom. And I feel like this is just yeah. an effort-escalating goal, and I don't think we're ever going to... I don't know whether we're going to ever get rid of the state. I feel like it's just some part of human nature that just creates the state. Well, I so, think may be right about that in some ways. <laughs> And I think that we'll get basically different versions. I would like to see something smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller down. You know, I want to see it down to the state. Then I want to see it down to the county. Then I want to see it down to the town. Then I want to see it down to the household. I think we'll get there incrementally. Also, like you said, you're new at this. I swear to God, you're going to be an anarchist before long. It just happens. <laughs> the more you yeah. study libertarianism, you find out like the logical conclusion to libertarianism is anarchism yeah philosophically i can't make the case for libertarian 
because it just leads to anarchism. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how does that actually work in the real world? Yeah. Well, but, there's some great thinkers out there that have already explored a lot of that. And I can give you some names later, some books to read. But uh, And maybe we can give those. Well, and I'm sure you've got some books for me to read, too. We can start a book list for our listeners, too. That would be great. Recommendation for us. I'm sure they do, because... I guess we just can kind of shoot the shit. This is our first episode. We can kind of talk about what's going on currently, or we can talk about, I love conspiracy theories. I want to hear the wackiest one you got. You know, we can talk about, you know, talk about <laughs> government overreach, weird stuff. Like I'm open, man. The conspiracy theory that it's going through my head right now is that 10 years ago, conspiracy theories were a cool part of the culture. People would send you conspiracy theories. Remember how big Zeitgeist was back in the day? No matter how you feel about that movie, everyone got that movie sent to them at some point. I don't think I saw it. Really? Yeah, I need to see it. <laughs> Dude. It starts off basically traumatizing us with a bunch of 9-11 attacks, and it goes into how that was the full flag. And I forget the actual details of that, and then it goes into this... Um, basically talking about christianity and how that it was like this religion there's always been like something happening on the 25th of december because of solar cycles and all these other patterns i don't know enough about religions to get into that and then it gets into monetary theory which i've got, is a, I got the religion on lock uh I, but truthfully with the conspiracy stuff man i'm a fucking i'm a newbie i was so i was this probably 2000 the end of 2019 is really when I started getting into that just because the propaganda is so fucking thick now. You can, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. You know what I mean? You and you can it, just fucking see the occult bullshit everywhere. Well, do you think it's thicker or do you just feel like you're coming into it where you can actually see it more? Cause I'm questioning that a lot myself. Well, I, it's either society is more aware of it and we can all see it now or, I honestly, it to me, it's just the fucking masks are off. You know what I mean? You could watch a fucking Super Bowl halftime show and just like, that's occult. That's satanic. Like, there's just some shit, man. Like, you can watch commercial and you're like, good God, man. I personally don't watch TV anymore. But when I'm forced to, like, if I'm at a family or friend's house and I sit down and I'm watching like a Coca-Cola commercial, I can feel the little keys trying to get into my brain. You know what I mean? I can feel it wash over me like a fucking, it's disgusting, man. They're definitely trying to program us. Mm-hmm. They're trying to have control. And they do have control. They have We've been feeding them our data for the last 10, 15 years. They've been strip mining our brains, our nervous systems. Well, So, yeah, like they're really good at it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I've heard, too, is that the Internet was basically like all DARPA. It was all fucking military shit. And then it was kind of it's it was kind of given to us to let us put on our own chains. You know what I mean? They got us used to it. They let us play with it. And now they're just tightening it up, tightening it up. And they're consolidating everyone to like one platform you know what i mean that's what they want to do to us i think with the big censorship thing kicking everyone off on the right the weirdos the the conspiracy theorists all those guys they want to consolidate them into one little thing so that they can monitor them whether we're on telegram whether we're on MeWe, whether we're on like all those type of things like the government insists on having a back door 
You know what I mean? Every single thing. None of none of those things are secure. We just have to expect some FBI agents listening to us talk right now. <laughs> that's, well, just, computer, that's just reality. Yeah, well, a, a computer is just something like we're being monitored and they've got algorithms they can figure out when they need to chime in and when they don't. We've like, already said a couple so- words, I'm sure. that. <laughs> yeah, well, my theory is that they've taken the temperature of the culture and they know how to adjust the temperature and they still with propaganda that they feed us. So it's not necessarily like they're going to like come in and take you into a van and beat the shit out of you. No, I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Not yeah, But they're going to try, you're going to see propaganda that's going against what you are pushing out there and it's going to be effective propaganda. So it's, it's very ideological. It's very spiritual in a lot of ways. I think it's this is a very spiritual warp that's happening. Yeah, it, it really is. It's bizarre, man. If you really study, like, even if you and I don't believe whatever it is, the elites have a belief system, and you have to recognize whatever they're doing, they're doing on purpose, and they're doing it for a reason. And they know what the fuck they're, you know what I mean? It's, it's really bizarre. Like you can even see things. They do weird little rituals out in the open sometimes. And it's some bizarre, sick shit, man. Do you think it's a way of signaling to other people? Or do you feel like they kind of harness the power? Or do you feel like there's actually something behind all? Yeah. All of the above, man. I think a lot of it is signaling to each other, but you know, I mean, these all, all these fucks know each other and they all fuck each other and you know in some back fancy room like uh <clears throat> eyes wide shut sort of thing or at least that's what i believe <laughs> but well, uh, they, they probably do yeah they probably do and they're probably being monitored as they do it and that's probably the blackmail on them yeah i mean i mean whenever you do that deep dark research with uh jeffrey epstein and like his ten- his connections and his ties to Mossad, he was basically an Israeli fucking intelligence agent. That's what he was doing, man. He was just blackmailing everybody. And it, he was a creep himself. And here's the thing. is He's not the top. You, we don't ever hear the names that are on the top. You know, Jeffrey yeah. Epstein was just a fucking, he's just another puppet. You know what I mean? But he was, he was an effective one. And I think what you, what you really find is like so many of these guys are fucking creeps the elites these high up guys these ceos whatever the fuck they are the they are put in place are fucking creeps and i think they're put in place because they're fucking creeps i think that they are you know what i mean they are recognized they're seen and then they are fucking blackmailed themselves and then they put them in these places of power and so then they can control them from there well who better to control if you're not doing something creepy then you really don't have much blackmail. Yeah. I think back in the day, if you were gay or something, that would be enough to blackmail you. But now no one gives a shit. And that's great. Yeah. But it also pushes <laughs> the bar up to something that's actually fucking creepy. And I think that, yeah. Back in the day, it started with, hey, this man's having an affair on his wife. And then it's like, hey, this guy's having sex with a man. And then, hey, this guy's <laughs> having sex with prost. And now it's like, hey, this guy fucked a kid. <laughs> You know, and they can just make it go worse and worse, or it has to go worse because our fucking culture is becoming more and more debaucherous and disgusting, or libertine and beautiful, however you feel about it. But uh, I'm a bizarre type of anarchist. I'm culturally conservative in my own life, but I don't want 
tell you what to do with yours. Well, I think a lot of libertarian <laughs> belief, anarchist belief, is just having healthy boundaries and understanding that. Because ultimately what it comes down to is just basically like, okay, like I don't necessarily approve of that for my own life. Like the state is nothing but force. And once you realize that, it's like if you wouldn't personally force someone to do something or make a certain choice, then why are you actually using force through the state? It's just doing it in a bureaucratic way. Well, everything basically, like, well, just exactly what you said. It's just, everything comes down to what should be enforced, whatever it is, even if I don't agree with it. Like, I may not want my daughter to be a prostitute. You know, that's not that's not something that I would I'd want for her. I'd rather her be a doctor, a lawyer, something like that. But do I want some goon with a gun pointed at a woman who owns herself something to arrest her, throw her in a cage for something that she can do for free, but as soon as there's money involved, she can get thrown in a fucking cage? Like, to me, that's despicable and disgusting. It's really all just about the state saying, fuck you, pay me. It really comes down to it. A lo- most laws are about you can't do something that you benefit from without me getting my cut. That's where well, I feel like keeping people down. Um, people have lifted themselves up through prostitution, and even though it's probably not, I mean, it's not necessarily a way that a lot of people would choose. It doesn't have to be something that defines a person, too. Someone could use it as a temporary means to get them where they need to be. Well, look and, at girls right now on OnlyFans, man. You know what I mean? Like in this economic downturn, there's some girls that have turned into sex workers and are fucking killing it, dude. They're yeah. fucking. <laughs> and it's it's awesome it's financial independence and they get to choose what they want to do and choose what they show and share you know what i mean and it's like that to me is great i still you know i'm a cultural conservative i prefer my daughter not spread her asshole on the internet but that's me i don't have a daughter thank god but not yet but i would prefer but i don't want the gun I don't want the government involved. The gov- government is the room, always. So th- yeah, I think a lot of people just um, don't see that connection. They do eventually. It's really funny how liberals play like mental gymnastics. They started to get it with Trump. You know what I mean? <laughs> they started to get with like, because they would start doing these mass demonstrations. They were like, you know, smashing shit down at the courthouse and stuff. If you're doing something that is against the law, they see that the police have to enforce it and how do they enforce it with violence you know what i mean and so i think that they start to get it but then they get amnesia as soon as the democrats in office oh, everything's peace and love and beautiful joe biden's in office and yeah like i really wish liberals just had some sense of consistency right now the idea yeah. that it was a big to do when we had national guards protecting a courthouse here but the we might have lost connection you back yeah yeah, so you were at, I wish the liberals had some sort of consistency. So it was fascism when they were protecting the courthouse, and then all of a sudden, but now we need to like have more troops at the Capitol because of the insurrection, quote-unquote. Where it's just like, oh, how is this any different? Like, besides the ideological proclivities of the people like protested i like you've got to basically like you just can't have it the way you want it all the time if you set a rule in place that's rule for you we just can't because if not you just basically have like absolute power the person being charged and we end up in the power vacuum and things get bloody real fast and so that's like i can't well, support that more like democracy than having fifty thousand troops in the capital it was I fucking know. nuts 
Knights, man. They had to have 50,000 armed fucking soldiers just to inaugurate this old pervert. Who got more votes than anyone in history? Hey, tell me, what you think about that? Do you have any thoughts on that? We don't know really what happened. Uh, I really suspect there's a lot of fraud. I can't prove it. And it's like, I could go down rabbit holes, but it was pre- everything was pretty much dismissed. And it's really interesting that we are not allowed to talk about half an election. There's a reason why we have a couple of months between the election and the um, transfer of power. It's just because we want to make sure like there's time to go through stuff and audit results. And we did not do that. So I think it's going to cause a lot of problems. There's a lot of people who are pissed off. I, I could see us going through a civil war pretty easily right now. I'm not a big, like, whoever the president is, like, it's not the begin and all, but a lot of people do take it very seriously. Yeah, that's an unfortunate thing, man. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I, I come from the, you know, I come as an anarchist, so. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a non-political, non-voting anarchist, so I'm extra annoying. You know, I was teasing everybody about voting for Joe. To me, if you can't see that there was clearly election fraud, then you're absolutely fucking nuts. Now, was it enough to change the outcome of the election? I don't know. I tend to think so, personally. But honestly, no matter who wins the election, I don't win. You know what I mean? That's always how I look at it. I'm like, well, we're going to lose more freedom today. You know, no matter what happens, the government's going to get bigger. The spending's going to go up more. We're going to fucking kill more people. That's just what fucking happens. You know, maybe that was the one decent thing about Trump is that he didn't get us into any new wars, but he also didn't pull out of any wars. So he's kind of a punk. Yeah, it's such well, a low bar to clear, well, and I'm, but he's the only one who's <laughs> ever cleared it. So it's um, yeah, so in our been, lifetime at least. Yeah, how crazy is that? Well, I, I well not for me. I lived through Carter, so basically he was the last person who didn't start a new war, but I was two. So yeah. I don't know where that counts. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the thing with me and Reagan. I think I was born when Reagan was still in office. I had one year. I was one years old and Reagan was in office. Uh, but anyways, what I was saying about the election is, uh, there was all kinds of hairy shit. And of course, we're never going to get to the bottom of it. They have no incentive to look into it. And that always tells me exactly, you know, there's a reason why they don't want to look into it. There's a reason why the news just shuts that down. They're like, absolutely not. When... Four fucking years ago, the election was stolen by the Russians. This whole thing is illegitimate. This whole thing, you know what I mean? It's just, it's fucking goofy. And they just turn in the drop of the hat. Then all of a sudden, if you mention that the election might be fraud, you are trying to tear down democracy. It's so fucking goofy. The news is hysterical. Like, I love watching that just because you just see people get all nervous and they're like, well, we got to cut you off right there. There's clearly no election fraud. Yeah, it's just like, how do you, like, how do you possibly know? Did you, you sound through- like a QAnon. I feel bad for the QAnon people. Yeah, those poor fucks, man. I do sort of feel bad for them. I was trying to tell them for, you know, I've, I've been having conversations with those guys. I, I got a couple buddies that went down that road. I was just trying to tell them, man, I was like, no matter who's in office, they're not your superhero. They're not out for your fucking best interest. And who are you rooting for right now? I, I'm a meme dude. I made a meme about how they're like, we love the Republic. We love the democracy. We love uh, we love America so much. That's why we want the military to m- make sure that our dictator stays in power. And it was just like, who are they rooting for? Like when you really listen to the QAnon bullshit, it's about some secret military branch 
that's doing Donald Trump's bidding. And it's just the most bizarre, goofy bullshit. Who are you really cheering on right now? You're like, they they say they hate the deep state. That QAnon shit really sounds like the deep state. Well, like there's a there's... secret military branch that, oh, don't worry, they're good guys, so. You well, know, I think there's so much QAnon. There's so much of it. Like, there's not a guy in his basement producing all that content. It's coming from somewhere. They want you to believe it. It's a narrative that's being pushed by a centralized source of some kind. I don't know. Buddy, who did that fucking come from? I'm trying to remember. Who, was it a Guardian article? I gotta look that up. That they're saying, hey, did QAnon start as an FBI thing? And like, obviously it was a fucking psyop from the beginning man could you think of a better way to keep the right contained than like because who do you think is actually going to stand up and fight against the government it would be the right wingers the oath keepers the fucking militia guys those are the guys that have guns a lot of them know how to use them are fucking a little on the kooky side can you think of a better way to contain that anger, that angst, that all that shit? Then don't worry. Donald Trump is Batman. Just chill out. Trust the plan. Yeah. Anytime you know someone I mean? says trust the plan, that's yeah. a sign. And I was like, no, man, this is 2020. Do you see all the crazy shit? This is when we should be standing up. This is when we should be organizing. This is when we should be in the streets protesting. This is when we should be walking into fucking winco a hundred deep and take off our masks and say fuck you no means no fuck you we're gonna open up our business go to hell oh we just gotta trust the plan don't worry well i'm like no you need to worry (laughs) you fucking idiot like you talked about epstein earlier it's just like well you can't necessarily have all the loose ends in that case and then also not open yourself up to some kind of QAnon like conspiracy it's like well yeah there's probably pedophiles in the government or something like well, that's the best lies have half truths. Of course, there's fucking. But see, that was the goofiest thing about QAnons. All those guys, like even my buddies, would always just say, "Yeah, those degenerate Democrats." You know, it's not just the Democrats, right? You know, the Republicans are child molesters too. Like, like they they just get so partisan, and that was the most. That was the worst part of it was just how partisan it was. It was always the evil Democrats. Man, you are. You're close, but no cigar, buddy. You've got half the story down. Well, it's interesting because you got Antifa types on the left who would actually like get violent, and I think they would try to actually overthrow the government. I don't think they're as much of a threat than like right wing groups, but I think they're they're hot in it. <laughs> they want to. I think they would. They get- want to, man. And most of them, most of them, like the dummies on the right, are actually coming from a sincere good place like i've got some buddies that are ancom i've got some buddies that are uh antifa and you know i disagree with their tactics i disagree with them economically i disagree with them on you know quite a few different things they have fantastic critiques of what's going on right now they know who the enemy is you know really the only reason why they are a threat at all is because the mainstream basically uses them as a cudgel when they want them you know what I mean? And so they don't, they downplay anything they do. They, the mayors and, or police chiefs tell the police to stand down, you know, and they, they basically let them have a little free for all. It's really bizarre. Like you think for half a second, I've seen the fucking cops around here. I've seen their fucking SWAT teams. I've seen all the equipment they have. They could have shut that thing down in 10 seconds. 
they let them attack the courthouse. By the way, everyone, we're from the Portland area, so that's what we're referring to. They let them ha- they let them do that because it made Donald Trump look bad. What's happening now that Joe Biden's in office? You're going to see that they're going to crack down on Antifa. You know what I mean? And they're already starting to do it. They're cracking down on BLM. They're cracking down on Antifa because they're no longer useful. Yeah, that's an important lesson that we all need to learn is not to be a useful idiot. Because I do feel bad for the people who did get swept up in that. A lot of them are just idealistic kids. Like, a lot of them don't know any better. A lot of them are fucking smart kids, man. It's it's really crazy, yeah. you know? And I I got a friend that, you know, when he was talking to me about it, and, and I was like, yes, 100%. That's fucking awesome. Because apparently, apparently, I don't know what the fuck's going on in this city. He was trying to explain to me that there's right-wing asshole, like, white supremacist Nazis. And I know that there are those groups around here in Oregon because there just are. Oregon's pretty good for those uh, or pretty bad for those. But he was telling me that those type of guys were waiting outside of gay bars and gay clubs uh, like around two in the morning for them to close down. This was, you know, a few years ago when you're actually allowed to go to bars and they were just beating up queer kids, you know, gay kids. They were just beating them up. And so my buddies and his group, they were there to escort them to their car escort them home and if they saw any of those red lace nazis they'd kick the shit out of them and to me that's noble as fuck i'm like right on so a lot of these guys are just idealistic really smart just their hearts in the right place to me they've just kind of been pointed in the wrong direction purposefully yeah they took the same bait that QAnon people took really they basically um, salvation through politics dude i can see so many correlations actually between like antifa doing their thing and like being allowed to run havoc and then the fucking january 6th thing at the capitol because dude i've seen i've seen a lot of those videos like yes there are people crawling over the walls and shit getting a little kooky but like i was watching videos where people were trying to break windows, people were trying to break in, those MAGA guys were punching them, grabbing them, pulling them away, saying, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, So there was definitely some agent provocateurs. Like, there's zero doubt. But then you see that, like, what happens, a crowd goes kooky. I sincerely think there were some real dummies that took the bait. They were allowed to walk in there. Did you see some of the pictures where they were inside of the velvet ropes? Yeah. They stayed inside the velvet ropes. I'm like, yeah. I, I saw a woman in her, uh, like with a walker. You're telling me that these people were, were fucking barbarians coming to come and destroy things? Like, they're just, there was a few, I think, agent provocateurs, like horn guy. Like, you can see he has like a fucking IMBD. He was like a fucking actor. They took that shit down quick because people found his acting. Anyway. Long story short. But what's he in? I, I don't know. I don't think he's ever been in a movie. I think he was like a... I don't know what type of actor. He's probably, a fucking, he's probably been in every full slack. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a fucking weird story, man. Because he... I know that he was at Occupy. I know that he was at some of the left wing. Uh, so he's kind of been at all of the big protests. So he wasn't ideologically like a right winger. I think he was just a fucking paid actor. You know, I think he's an agent provocateur just to try to get the crowd rowdy. And there's going to be people who just go to these things no matter what the cause is, just because it's a cause chaos. Like, there has to be a fucking subculture of those people around. 
by now. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't care what it is. I just want to break some shit. Well, yeah, of course, man. I mean, could you imagine, like, I know how I was at 16. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, we're robbing fucking Target. We're getting free TVs. Okay. <laughs> I was a fucking nut, man. When I was a young guy, I, I would have been like, we're smashing bottles and breaking stuff. Let's go. Yeah, sounds like fun, especially now that <laughs> you can't do any like you can't do anything else. That was nuts, man. But like getting back to the January sixteenth, I was what I was trying to say before I, I get sidetracked easily of ADHD. They were useful fucking idiots and they fucking ruined their own momentum, their own movement. Like before that happened, they had senators that were actually saying, Hey, we're going to look at the evidence. We're going to see if Donald Trump's bullshit was robbed or not. You know what I mean? They like they had like Ted Cruz, who's a fucking retard, and <laughs> you know a few other idiots out there. What happened? They just they attacked the Capitol. It was an attack on democracy. The old woman and her walker, and the guys walking through the fucking velvet ropes. Yeah, it was just brutal and awful. <laughs> you know, and a and a cop shot a lady. Which, it, dude, if you have you seen that video? So she gets shot, and then there's a guy sitting there looking at his phone, and he kind of looks over, and then he just goes back and looks at his phone. There's just something weird about it. Like, if if I see some lady get shot next to me, I'm diving on the ground. Anyways, suspicious. We'll never get to the bottom of it. We'll never see all the footage. Just like the fucking Las Vegas thing. Like, obviously, there was cameras out the fucking wazoo. We'll never get to see them. Yeah, I Anyways. imagine the White House is pretty well surveilled. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of cameras just lying around there. It's got to be the most heavily surveilled place on Earth. People hated Bin Laden. And whether or not he did it, that's up for you to decide. But culturally, the hate was pinpointed. That's on. a conversation for another yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the bullshit outrage about this. Like, we're going to lose more freedoms over this bullshit than we did over 9-11. And we lost freedoms over 9-11, but culturally, yeah. I feel like people pushed back and they were like, this is bullshit. This was horrible, but we still want some basic privacy. And now people just are willing yeah. to give this up over, like, fucking people storming the Capitol? Like, are you fucking kidding me? There was no threat there. <laughs> they were opening gates with people. Buddy, part of what I was saying by, like, the propaganda, them just taking off the mask, they saw just how much they could do in 2020. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they fucking told you, bend over, we gotta give you an anal swab. That's a thing too now. <laughs> you know, you gotta take multiple masks. I saw a guy wearing like fucking two masks the other day. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Are you serious like right now? people who move yeah. out of the way when you're walking, you're just walking down the street. And they just, like, put on a yeah. mask to pass you? Like, are you aware of, like, how brief <laughs> our interaction is? Like, just how particles move through the air? You sound like a science denier to me, Tony. Uh, yes, I deny science. <laughs> you know, one of the funniest things that I saw, be truthfully with you, I was freaked out at first. Because, you know, if it was what they said it was, I was like, holy yeah. shit. But I thought this was absolutely fucking ridiculous. I'm driving, I'm kind of on a narrow street, I'm going about 45, 50, and I see two people on the same side of the road. One guy's walking, and one guy is jogging. And the guy walking doesn't have a mask on. The guy jogging, of course, like an idiot, has a mask on, like he's going to fucking kill himself. He sees the guy. He, as I'm driving, he looks back at me. He jumps in traffic 
He jumps in front of my car to get away from the guy without the mask and then jumps back on the sidewalk once he passed him. And I was like, <laughs> somewhere you got your priorities wrong. Like, this is certain death, <laughs> immediate death right here. You're like, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, fuck it. I'll risk it. I'm going to jump in front of this car so that I can avoid being within six feet of this guy walking. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's it was science. fucking nuts. Yeah, I feel bad for people. People are yeah. in such a state of fear. Like they, and they're just trusting the media. Like that's all they're doing. Like that's a person who just believes the news and believes the newspapers. And he doesn't realize that that's propaganda. That's just someone spinning a narrative. And it happens to be true. It's because that's the truth is what they want you to believe. And if the truth is not what they want you to believe, then they're going to spin a lie. I think that's probably one of the biggest uh, dividing factors, whether, you know, whether you like to use the blue pill, red pill sort of thing. If you recognize the news as the propaganda that it is, the fucking, their cheerleader of the CIA, whatever the fuck they want to say, and the elites and whoever's running this fucking world, if you recognize what the news is, or you don't, or if you fucking listen to it and fucking, you know what I mean, and abide by it. Yeah. I think that's the biggest, you know. I was thinking the other day about, national public radio and how they always have pledge drives and it's just a way to get people involved like do you really think that if you don't give them your twenty dollars a month or whatever the government's not going to put out propaganda through npr like what world are you living in where you're supporting like no you're not <laughs> they want you to believe this but they also want you to feel like you partake in this that you are somehow supporting this you're not <laughs> They're literally paid by the fucking government. They're a fucking mouthpiece of the government. Like, how on earth do you think that these people are... Uh, I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? I've had a little bit too much whiskey. How do you think they, that these fucks can be objective? How do you think that they're telling you that they're literally paid by the government? It's government-sponsored propaganda. And I think that's so funny. Now they will label, like, if you post a link from RT... Like, there'll be a little thing under Russian there that's, like, propaganda. paid for by yeah. the Russian government. Why doesn't that happen when I post an NPR article? You know, <laughs> it should. I'm sure it does if you're posting from Russia. Or a BBC article. Fuck NPR and fuck NPCs. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad because, like, so many people are coming under this way of propaganda. And that's, that's the part that scares me, is that so many people cannot think for themselves anymore. And not even think, like, critically, intellectually, but just on an emotional level. They're just their emotions are just under the control of, you know, the whoever is in charge of all of this. You know, not that I think any one entity is in charge, but I'm angry at you yeah. because I'm supposed to be angry, and that's how I'm aligned with my tribe. Yeah. It really is. It's tribal, man. And they get their talking points, like they watch that Rachel Maddow <laughs> at night, or if you're on the right, you watch Tucker Carlson, and you get all your talking points. And so that you can own the libs or you can own the Republicans. And I hate you. Why? Because my guy needs to be in charge. It's wild to me that people still can see a difference between Republicans and Democrats. How can you not see through the propaganda and bullshit? Like the most important things will always stay the same. You know what I mean? They'll let you choose your character. It's like, what's that? <laughs> what's that meme where it's like you change the you change the skin on your character, but it's the same character. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's basically what we're doing. We're choosing between Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. We're fighting over all of this cultural stuff, which is you know, like something that, I mean, it's, it's important. I think that's what people can grasp. I think that 
most of us don't understand like these giant issues, so especially when it comes to like economic stuff and foreign policy. But we can kind of understand the culture that we want to be in, and that's great. But also, we're not like we don't all have to live in the same culture, and I feel like that's the thing that we have to accept. And once you accept that, like you can go and you live your way, and I can live my way, and we can interact when we need to. We can live in radically different cultures and still like, interact with each other. Yeah, it's hard, man. Uh, it's hard to get people to understand that and think that way because it's they've just been propagandized to see the the other person is evil. Yeah. And you know, and if I if I thought that way, I would have a just a terrible time because nobody agrees with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like the smallest. We've got to be the smallest uh, group ever because like ninety percent of the anarchists don't don't even see us as anarchists and so we just and we get the short end of the stick buddy yeah, but it doesn't really matter like, yeah, like, because the npc vote doesn't really count for anything sadly enough like if you are just going along with everything just to get along then it's meaningless like you're not it doesn't matter have you heard that article from time magazine yet yeah yeah have I, you heard I, about I heard that it. i haven't read it it it's it's pretty wild, man. Yeah, they they really like I said, they're just putting it, they're laying it all out now, and they just assume that you agree with them, and they just assume that you think what they're doing is right. But if this was, if Donald Trump had done the same things that they were doing, they would call this a fascist coup. They would call this the most evil attack against democracy. They would call this the most wild, insane bullshit that ever happened ever. When you when you actually look at the things that they did, they were talking about how they would have groundswell movement, how they uh, worked with corporations, and it, like to me, it was just like the ultimate vision of like neo fascism. You know what I mean? Like economic fascism, not you know whatever. It was pretty wild to me that like basically they were admitting that we were like they they had activists on the ground that they could call and say attack and they could cause a big ruckus or they could tell them to stop hold and they would and then they were basically holding corporations like if you, if you read through the if you read through the lines they were saying that they were basically holding them hostage to be on their side otherwise they were going to like smash their buildings like that's the way i read it was pretty nuts man and then they they used those places to shut down any dissent so they like you can see why they shut down uh the new york post article on hunter biden why they were well their account the biggest fucking newspaper in the country their account was shut down on twitter for weeks and if you share that article they would just block the link you know what i mean you're like what the fuck are they hiding? How the hell? And yeah, they talk about election fraud and whether or not that even happened or not. The idea that you're withholding actual stories like that that would influence the opinion of voters. It's such a close election. I mean, it's close according to like the official count. It wasn't like one person won in a landslide. And if you're holding back crucial information, then yeah, like that's that feels like election fraud. If you're censoring stories, how is or at least interference, you know, what they would always accuse him of, election interference. And you can see how naked it is because now that Joe Biden won, then CNN came out with that article saying, hey, maybe Hunter Biden's a dirtbag. You're like, huh, really? Yeah. 
Of course he's a fucking <laughs> dirtbag because he's fucking Biden. All of those fucks are dirtbags. Yeah, Biden's crazy. Trump's man. kids are dirtbags. Bush's daughters, remember how those hot trash were dirtbags? Like, they're all dirtbags, man. Yeah, I mean, like, he, yeah, of course he is. Like, he's been born with that much privilege. And yeah, of course. Well, you know, I can't blame him. I think about myself, at, you know, as a teenager or a young person, and I was fucking wild. Can I can't even imagine having those kind of connections, that kind of money, that kind of, you know what I mean? Cars, whatever the fuck I wanted, people like opening doors for me, nice restaurants, and I was a fucking psycho teenager. I don't think I'd ever grow up. You know, what, what made me grow up? was like hitting obstacles, you know, uh, things, you know, hitting fucking brick walls and saying, oh, I should probably change that about my life. But when you have that kind of money and privilege and power, you know, are you ever hitting those brick walls? Oh. So I get why psychopaths, you know, and they're raised by psychopaths. Well, yeah, just the idea he was getting all of this money from this, um, oh, what was it, the Burisma deal? What country was that? Um, the Ukraine? Chris. Yeah, like he was just getting yeah. all of this money for essentially doing nothing. Like, well, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's very fluent in Ukrainian, and I'm sure he knew everything about natural gas, and or maybe not. Yeah, just know. setting your kid up with that kind of deal, like just the idea, like you're already connected, like you have plenty of opportunity, like you don't need that extra. You don't need to just be set up with some bullshit job. Like, you're setting your kid up for failure. Like, I don't respect Biden for doing that shit. I also don't blame him, but... Yeah. That's the thing. Why there shouldn't be people in power. Why? Because humans are corruptible. You know what I mean? Of course there's nepotism. If I'm some rich... Well, first of all, the people that are attracted to power in the first place are going to be psychopaths. You know what I mean? There's probably a few good people that actually want to change things. And those are the people that get weeded out quick. You know, they get their throat slit quick. You know, I mean, metaphorically, by the psychopath that will stab anyone in the back and climb on everybody's back to get to the top. And those are the people that we get years and years and years of that before you ever see that person in charge, before they're ever considered a candidate. You know what I mean? That's why we get psychopaths. Yeah. Because it's basically psychopath school. Well, I think most people just get... That's politics. Yeah, I think it's easy just to get bombarded with bureaucracy and just be like, fuck this, I'm not doing this shit. I'm going to do something else with my life. I think most normal people make that decision. Well, normal people, yeah. Yeah, normal people would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I can't even help people? I can't actually change anything? Like, you know, like, they would probably get discouraged and say, fuck this and want to go, you know? And uh, it's those psychopaths that say, wow, I get incredible insurance. Wow, I get, you know, $150,000 a year. Wow, I really don't have to do much. All I have to do is, like, call donors and convince them that I'm important and that they should donate to me. And then we can all just kind of bullshit. And those are the type of people that want power, and they take those positions. Think about going through your life and basically saying, like, okay, you run for office. Then basically, I'm going to try to find anything on you I possibly can. I'm calling old girlfriends. I'm having, like, a talk with your fourth grade teacher. Every possible yeah. data point in your life on mine and trying to find something wrong. No one's going to subject themselves to that for any amount of, for anything, unless they are just crazy like well, you know what's fucking wild man is that we will never get a ron paul again we will never get someone the problem is now 
is the internet. These kids are born with a fucking tablet in their hand. Every single thing that they've ever done online is, you know, every any type of porn they looked at, any mean thing they ever said, any, you know what I mean? People are getting canceled for saying the N-word when they were 12. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking nuts. Like, do you remember being 12? Yeah, I was an asshole myself. I was kind of a bully. I'm sure I don't think I called anyone the N-word, but I might have said something equally as terrible. Like, you know, when I was 12 as a kid, it was perfectly acceptable to use the F-word, you know, the F-word that we use for gay people. You could just say that. We like we wouldn't say that to a gay person. We'd say that to somebody that was we think was a jerk or did something stupid. We'd be like, "Hey, you f word," you know. <laughs> what I'm saying is, nowadays, all those people have a paper trail on them from the time they are fucking five. You know what I mean? And so they are owned. They are in the pocket because, like you said, they don't even have to talk to your third grade teacher anymore. They don't have to do the heavy lifting anymore. They can just be like, look you up and be like. NSA, you have every single person, every single thing this person has ever typed into Google ever. Okay, let's see it. Let's see their MySpace page. <laughs> you know, let's see their fake. Let's see their Facebook when they were t- fourteen. Let's see their Instagram. Let's see the, their Snapchat. Let's see, you know, all that shit. Let's see their fucking Grinder or Tinder, you know, profile. You know, and people can't be anonymous anymore with the internet. Well, do you think it's also stunting people? intellectual growth and that just because of that and kids are aware that that's the process they're going to go through is that they're not even trying to explore these ideas and trying to figure out like oh why is it bad to say this word it just is so they become fundamentalists in their nature yeah we can explore yeah this. i mean and those are the ones that listen to the propaganda you know and i, I there's an interesting group of kids they're the this next generation the zoomers generation z there's a there's a really rebellious undercurrent to it, which I really like. You know what I mean? It's a reactionary, like they see how disgusting things are and how wild things are. Some of them turn into actual fucking fascists because they go so hard right that they're fucking nuts. Like every time I'm looking at like either a YouTube comment or I'm looking at like a fucking Twitter page that, you know, has a fucking helicopter you know, throw commies out and all this kind of fucking pinochet, yeah. hoppian, right wing extremist gas Jews or whatever terrible thing is. If you look at the fucking profile, they're like 16. They're like 15. <laughs> I swear it's this next generation that they're radicalized and crazy. I, it's a weird thing with they grew up with the Internet from the time they could fucking walk. Uh, but some of the some of them, which actually makes me hopeful, have seen how disgusting the internet is they've been so corrupted from the time they were a fucking kid they could see like a video of somebody getting their head shot off with a shotgun video of a woman getting fucked by a horse and i know that they see these videos because i have a teenage son i talk to their friends i see the fucking videos they show me and go holy shit dad did you see this i'm like don't show me that please jesus i need to like I need to pour water in my brain to clear that out. You know yeah. what I mean? You shouldn't look at that. Don't look at that anymore. You know, and they're like, okay. You know? Yeah, but also, uh, if you're 15 or whatever, like, you're going to be looking at that shit. It costs you, like, you know. It's... Yeah, they are. And I, I see that with a lot of them, they come from a different perspective now because they've seen how disgusting all of that shit is. And they kind of want something different. A lot of my son's friends are actually are. 
like they don't know it yet, but they're very spiritual, dude. They're like looking into the occult. They're looking into, uh, like talking about. Well, my son has definitely done some psychedelics. I don't want him to, <laughs> but he has. And so, like, he's talking about how his life or his perspectives on things and how he cares about people more and how he stands and is more appreciative of his environment. This next generation is actually pretty open-minded and pretty spiritual, which I think is very important because that's the only way that we're going to be able to fight the propaganda is you need something bigger than yourself. You need to have something that, you need something that can't be taken away easily by the technocracy because they want to brainwash us. They want to tell us, they gaslight us, man. When they tell us things like when you have fucking Fouch dog saying something like, you don't need to wear a mask. It's actually kind of bad for you. You shouldn't, you shouldn't wear a mask. You absolutely need to wear a mask. You needed to wear a mask this entire time. And then, Sorry, I was just lying to you because, you know, I want to make sure that the people that were important had now masks. Now like, no, he's saying, like, you should need double masks. And then other people say, no, you shouldn't have double masks. And then he, he walks it back. And then five minutes later, he tells you, no, it actually is important. Maybe you should think about three masks because that's 90% effective. All of that shit, man, it's gaslighting of the highest fucking order. And they want to be able to fucking brainwash you and control you. They want to be able to say, bend over, spread your asshole. I'm going to give you an anal swab. Okay, my kid's next. Yeah, give them an anal swab too. Like, fuck that bullshit. You know what I mean? So I think it's actually important that because if, if you do any research, you, you'll actually see that, like, for the most part, people have lost faith in God. If you ask people if they're religious, it's just plummeting. If you ask people if they believe in God, that's actually on the rise. And I think that that is really important. I think that people need to have, like, whatever you believe, if you believe he's real or not, I think it's important that people have a firm foundation and they have faith in something. They need a community. They need to be tied in. And that is how we'll save people's minds. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think also just being in areas away from the internet. Find ways to seclude yeah. yourself, protect yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're not always supposed to be under surveillance. Yeah, I, I. Well, that's true, man. We change the way that we behave. We become performers. Yeah, and the way that it sucks, it's it's a succubus, man. It sucks your attention. It sucks your energy. It sucks your focus. It sucks your drive, your ambition. All of a sudden, what am I doing? I've just been fucking surfing the internet for two hours. I I'm sitting there with my wife. We're we're out to dinner. I'm trying to have a good time with her, and then what? I catch myself. I'm on Twitter. I need to turn this shit off. And I, she feels the same way. Turn that shit off, honey. It's designed you know? to be addictive. Yeah. And they know everything about you. Yeah. They know exactly how to addict you. Yeah, it's real. That's where you'll get me. Uh, that's where <laughs> I have another buddy that uh, he's he's a funny guy. But he like everything comes down to he'll say like, well, old Uncle Teddy was right about that. You know, uh, Ted Kaczynski. Oh. <laughs> if you've ever because he's a very, uh, he's an interesting figure, and obviously he's a fucking psychopath that was like a genius level IQ, was affected by MK Ultra, turned him into a nut job, and 
like I say, with like either Antifa or some type of even right wing radicals, I don't agree with their tactics. Like, I don't think Teddy Boy should have been fucking killing people. But if you read his manifesto, if you read his books, he was right about so fucking much. Dude, he called this shit. He understood the human like, condition. He understood the problem so well. Like, we get trapped in technology. And that's, and I think that one of the things that probably drove him mad is that there's just not a final escape from it. We're always going to be with this to some degree. And like you said about government, just always shrinking it down as far as possible. But if you think that you're going to get like some kind of utopian state out of it, like that doesn't exist. And I feel like that always leads to yeah, violence. There's nothing utopia does not exist. Yeah. And yeah. we try to create it. Like the communists have the utopia. Religious fundamentalists you have like, you know, and they're all willing to kill for Well, them. a lot of them do, but most of them their utopia is in the next well, life. Well, yeah. You know. And, and, and that can be I am religious myself. I'm throwing that out there so everybody knows where I'm coming from. I'm a, a radical uh, Jesus follower. Weirdo. Not the best example of it because you heard cuss. And uh, I've used psychedelics and every drug known to man. And I'm drinking whiskey right now. But I love Jesus and I try to be as Christ like as I possibly can with my interactions with other people and loving people and trying to understand where they're coming from. But I derailed you. <laughs> but like, I think you're right that people get caught up in this utopian if only we do this and so then they start making excuses for their behaviors in the now because they say if we do this then we can get to this you know the good intentions has you know the road paved to hell has good intentions yeah that's the way consensus was doing to some degree too his vision was like so the dystopian and it's kind of the same thing where it just leads to violence it's just like trying to find ways to bring about changes that are beneficial without violence, without... Yeah, it's... I find him a sad, tragic story, you know, because, like, he had... He was right about so much, but then his logical conclusion, if you follow him too deeply, would be he's an anarcho-primitivist. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wanted to... He wanted to, He was, like, a hardcore green anarchist, and to me... I think that a lot of those guys have are right about so much. And I'm like, yes, right on. But then they take this turn that goes anti-human. Like, to me, I love people. I think we are the most important thing. Human beings. I will always pick humans. Like, I love my cat. But if I have to choose between this a home, homeless person that's walking down the road or my cat and someone's going to get hit, I'm going to grab the homeless guy and pull him out of the road. Uh, well, back to Teddy. What I thought was so sad that he was trying to stop the inevitable. He saw that technology was getting more and more powerful. Their surveillance was getting more and more powerful. He saw so much of what's happening right now. He saw the technocracy in action. And he was trying to do anything he could to slow it down, to try to stop it. So his targets were like technology places and like scientists and computer nerds. And it was so futile and stupid what he was doing, you know, and it was just a tragic tale of somebody thinking he was trying to do the right thing. But that's where the, the green anarchists lose me when they say the earth would be better off without well, us. another utopian you know. <laughs> movement ultimately. Um, I mean, if you spend much time in nature, it's, 
pretty harsh. I yeah. Think, like, Ted Kaczynski would have a fucking YouTube channel by now if he didn't blow shit up. Like, he was teaching people the foibles, like, the problems that we're facing. And, yeah, just... He would be a an entire school of anarchism at this point. You know what I mean? Like, he'd, he has written books. He would have been a Murray Rothbard of the Green Anarchists. Oh, completely, completely. I mean, he really understood. And I think that's good to have. I'm sympathetic to the Green Anarchists. I see the problems with technology, but also I can't will it out of existence. And ultimately, it's just a manifestation of the human mind. It, it, it's an outgrowth of our own biology. So I can't fight against it anymore than I can fight against any other form of human nature. That is really interesting because, like, maybe it is just, it is an outgrowth of us. You know what I mean? So maybe in a weird way, it's natural because it's us expanding to our limits and we are the ones creating it. So maybe ultimately that's what was going to happen, you know? It still scares me, man. It still scares me. Like, you listening to Elon Musk about all the wacky shit he's doing and putting chips in people's heads and he has a monkey playing video games without hands-free and to me, it's just I see the downside more than I see the upside. Would it be cool for me to play video games without using my hands? Sure. But if you look into it, man, there's already uh, patents out for the government to give to show people advertisements, basically beam advertisements into your head and you watch them and they will reward you for watching advertisements with cryptocurrency. That's already something on the table that they're trying to do. And I just feel like Elon Musk is hand in hand with the government. He's gotten so many handouts. I think he's working with them. He's like this wacky, uh, smart, funny, quirky, like he says all the right wing bullshit, like Dogecoin and, and like take the red pill and all this weird dumb shit. And he gets all the people that on the right or on whatever conspiracy side or whatever that is that should be that should be nervous about getting a fucking chip in your head, and he makes it cool. He's the pretty face that makes it cool, because everyone sees the heel. The heel is Bill Gates. <laughs> like, nobody fucking takes that guy seriously. Well, people do, though. People in the do. I mean, he just appeals to a different person, a different demographic. But... Yeah, exactly. It's the Coke and Pepsi, man. It's, it's Biden and Trump. I see, you know what I mean? I see them in such a similar way where he's going to get the more like liberal, the more like whatever the fuck that is that dummies over there that are like, oh, Bill Gates, he's just a philanthropist. Yeah. He's a he good guy. People. Should... Yeah. And then you have the more the, the guys that think we're thinking outside the box. We're we're red pilled guys. Elon Musk is our guy. And so he's gonna get the rest of them. No matter what, the government wins. Like, okay, so they're trying to basically turn us into robots. But you look at all the propaganda they've been feeding us forever. Like, of course they would take that next step. Like, what is going to limit them from doing that other than some kind of limitation or resistance that we can put up? 